Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story, Sharon Swing. Hello, this is Sharon Swing. I am the co-author of Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story, along with Sybil Towner. And today I have Joan Kelly, our Director of Facilitator Development with us. Hello, everyone. So glad you're all with us. And today we're going to be talking about the art of listening. So you want to set us up? I do. I do. You know, Sharon, you have a great quote about this, actually. And I think we should start there. It says, listening is the art of creating space so God can do his work in the heart of another. Let me say that one more time. Listening is the art of creating space so God can do his work in the heart of another. So tell me, how did that come about? How did you, that quote come together and what what feels important in there to you? Well, I think understanding our place in listening, in the gracious development of another person, that we're not the center of it, that we're not the the be-all and end-all wisdom holder. Mm-hmm. We're not the one that um, that imparts the answers. <laughs> and we need to relieve ourselves of the responsibility of that as well. And as I was trained to be a coach, this became wildly evident in terms of the art of asking questions as well. Questions that help people to to be self-reflective in a way that helps them dig in and really let their own answers emerge, hopefully putting them in touch, helping them be in touch with the God that created them um, to search for those answers. And so first of all, I think it's the the perspective of that, that it's not my job. Mm-hmm to fix it all. It's not my job to make sure this person has an outcome because if I have an agenda for that person, generally it's not going to go well. And especially, um, this is a big deal in, in any kind of helping profession, coaching, counseling, spiritual direction, whatever else. If my self image is tied up in the result <laughs> that the other person achieves, um, I've, I've got a problem. Yeah, and I can cause them to stumble, right? <laughs> right. It will, and it, it's just an it's just an ego trip mm-hmm. for me uh, as the coach in that case, uh, or the you know, or anybody. It's just it's it's actually then manipulation. Mm-hmm. You know, we're actually manipulating another person so that we can feel smart or good at it or whatever else it is. As in in just putting our whole heart into our intention being for the other person to meet God in the midst of them talking Mm -hmm. or being in silence or whatever else might emerge. So the quote, um, listening is the art of creating space for God to do his work in the heart of another. There's a there's a couple different aspects of that for me. The art of creating space. There's that's packed with so much meaning for me. The art. Well, 
I'm an artist, so mm-hmm. uh, I see the world around me as composition mm-hmm. and contrast and um, pattern and line and texture and all of the things that uh, that make beauty visible. How does light fall and and I'll, and and art. A lot of times, great art does not explain itself too overtly. And I think in a lot of ways, this art of being in the presence of another person in a way that you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. I love I love abstract art and this this way of approaching a, bla- a blank canvas where you don't know how it's going to turn out. You might have an idea, but there's this letting it emerge kind of a part of that. This aspect of this person in front of me being a beautiful art form created by God that is participating fully with Mm -hmm. God in the writing of their story. There's something so compelling and beautiful about that to me. It's when somebody is fully engaged in in participating with God in writing the story, mm-hmm. and um, finding the difference between what's God's part, what's their part, and I'm there as a helper, not as. Um, someone that's saying, do it this way, or this is the right way, this is the wrong way, but yet listening in service to that other person in a way that helps them hear themselves and hear God. Mm-hmm. That's great. I uh, So I'm a spiritual director, and so usually when I meet with someone the first time, we'll talk about, well, what what is that? And the two things that always come to mind for me when I think about that, because that's what that person is doing, is they are holding the space um, of listening um, so the other person can hear God. Similarly to, you know, a coach, counselor, anybody else, but just, you know, it's a different, it's a different form of it. But I will say, I feel like my role is two things as the listener. And one is to help you name and notice God. And that's what happens when you hold the space and you allow them to share. And then I'll say the second thing is I'm helping point you back to Christ. And Mm -hmm. that also is a part of holding that container of space, you know, for the other person. And it's beautiful. Yeah, the the holding of the space is is an interesting thing, an interesting choice of words that we often use because of the fact that if I sit alone, sometimes I can get very distracted. And there's something about having someone else sit with me, if I'm receiving spiritual direction, for example, that helps me to stay with it, even when it gets uncomfortable, mm, even true. when I hit the unknown, to to have someone that is patiently waiting with me for me to be able to recognize what God is up to in the midst of of what I'm what I'm working with. 
And it's a little like that blank canvas where you don't know. Like you said, you like abstract art. You don't necessarily know when you're sitting down exactly what's going to unfold, right? Yes. And that's the beauty in listening. That's the beauty and the mystery of being in that space of seeing what God is going to uh unravel for this other person and to be witness to that. Right. And, it, you know, I'll get off of a, of a coaching call sometimes and I will be so jazzed up. I will be so energized. And um, my husband, Tom, will say, well, how, how was your, how was your call today? Your coaching call? And I'll say, oh my gosh, I, I can't tell you any of the specifics, but what I can tell you was it was an adventure didn't know where it was going to go. Right. I was on the edge of my seat. It's it's like reading a a great novel that you are actually participating in but not taking any responsibility for. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you're just creating the space or helping someone hold open this space of wonder and vulnerability. And sometimes frustration and restlessness and wrestling with God and the questions and and all the ambiguity of all of those ingredients getting mixed up sometimes in some pretty interesting and messy ways and sometimes in some very beautiful um, metaphors that come to light. And But you get a front row seat to the action for something that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. Never before has this person encountered God the way they are encountering God right now. And somehow or another, I get a seat at the table to be a participant, to be a interestingly very um, inactive and active person in the, mm-hmm. in, in the whole scheme of things. To be, to let your presence be enough to be a helpmate, to be a midwife, to be you know, mm-hmm. whatever you'd want to say to something that, that God wants to birth in this person. Yeah. And to listen in service to that other person so that as they explain it, because otherwise the words may not come forward unless there is a human being <laughs> to receive them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I happen to be the human being that is there that is enough to get them out of the jumbled soul into the mouth and expressed so that their own ears can hear it and in hopes that in the midst of that they can hear themselves and then also hear God. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier I used the phrase holding space and then I heard you just say holding open the space And that makes me think of this image that we've used uh, in our materials for Listen to My Life. And a friend of Listen to My Life actually was an artist and a painter and created this beautiful uh, image. And it's really, you see in the middle of it, there's this beautiful heart being held by these two hands. But there's this opening of space around it. And actually, 
she has, and Sharon, you can chime in here, she has envisioned a doctor performing open heart surgery, essentially. And you see these, uh, you know, essentially kind of white retractors holding back the heart, which is how they used to do surgery a long time ago. There was actually people who were the retractors holding up back the space. And that's what we do is we are listeners is holding back the space so God's hands can go in and hold the heart and do the surgery, essentially the healing, the restoring, the redeeming that needs to happen. Right. And and somehow or another, he chooses to do that with our help. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And he doesn't always use a third person mm-hmm. in the picture right. to do that because he's very able um, to do it himself. But for some reason, there's something about as I, if when I'm in in the seat of the one receiving spiritual direction or coaching and sometimes counseling that I've put myself in the care of another person, another human being with human experience that is there to help me to pay attention for an hour or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, to pay attention in a different kind of way. It's not that it can only happen there, but there's something about that where two or more people are gathered, um, peace in Scripture that, that comes alive in the midst of that particular way of listening for God and responding to Him. Mm-hmm. And a certain kind of particular attention that's peaked mm-hmm. <laughs> in that setting, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I think what's cool for me is I think about this image of, of holding back the space, like you're helping make room for God to do the work. Like you're not doing the work, He's doing the work. But you get to witness it, you get to hold back an opening of space for just a bit. Um, you get to pray for that other person. Um, but you're letting the master, you know, healer, redeemer, restore, do the work. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to go back to something you said earlier about you're doing two things as a spiritual director. And the second one is mm-hmm. helping point others back to God. You said to Christ. The first to Christ. Time, okay. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's something in particular that that pointing people back to Christ. That particular phrasing that that piqued me because, like in John one, mm-hmm. in the beginning there was God. There's the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and then it goes into the this creation story at mm-hmm. the beginning of the Gospel of John that is about the Christ. The mm-hmm. Christ that was that was there at the very beginning at the at at the dawn of creation, breathed it into being in all of its glory, in all of its mystery, in all of its messiness. That that Christ was pre- was was the author of creation. And the author and the creator of you and me and the person that's sitting in front of us as we listen in service to them. That there's some act of rebirth and creation and restoration that is not only the story that gets told 
in the first chapter of the Gospel of John, but it's happening in front of us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you say pointing people back to Christ, there is sometimes when we use the word Jesus, right, in there because Jesus was the manifestation, the human manifestation of the Christ. That's why we call him Jesus Christ. And so sometimes when we say Jesus, we, we, we can make him a bit smaller, somehow Mm -hmm. in his humanness but that's not all the story it was all this glory contained in this human form but yet don't forget this is the creator that spoke it all into being Mm -hmm. and this is the same Christ that is speaking to us Mm mm-hmm and if we have ears to be able to hear and ears to be able to listen. And that is a magnificent, mysterious truth that is available to us that we can actually recognize and respond to the Christ hmm. that created it all. Wow, you just took my statement that I've said forever <laughs> and expanded it and gave me some new words around that. I love that. Yeah. I think the image that comes to mind for me when I think of that is, and it kind of fits with this image of these hands holding this heart, is, you know, as I say, pointing others back to Christ, it's a little bit like taking, you know, a little child's face when they need a little bit of direction or they need your eyes, and you grab that little four-year-old boy or girl's face and you you tenderly hold it and you're looking that like, you know, no, look up here, mm-hmm. you know, that's a little bit, I think, what we do, um, even when we're listening is we're saying, okay, your face right now is looking down at your toes because you're ashamed or afraid or guilty mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me have your face. Let me remind you you're loved. And I think somehow your hands as a listener are kind of helping lift their face like to their father. Yes. And I mean, have you ever had a, a child that you're not really paying very close attention to that wants your attention turn your face toward them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, like, I need you to listen with your eyes. Yeah. I remember somebody telling me a story yeah. about a child taking their face mm-hmm. <laughs> and turning. No, I need you to listen with no. your eyes. Are you really listening? Yeah, I've really had that one listening. a bunch of times. Yeah. And um, there's a beauty to that that is so significant and really God is trying to get our attention and it happens in all different kinds of ways and sometimes we'll start talking about personal experiences of different ways that we've recognized that God is is speaking God is actively trying to get something across to us and or communicate his love to us um, give us direction in some way and what does that feel like? What does it look like? What's the texture of, mm-hmm. of those kinds of encounters right. that I think all of us have, but we're really quick to discount. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about that another time. But, but this, this quote of listening is the art of creating space for God to do his work in the heart of another is, um, for me, a way I want to be. I want to listen in service to others. And sometimes I have such an agenda. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that um, is very, very difficult. And, and there's also 
this thing that I love about being being in a in a coaching relationship as I'm working with with people going through listen to my life that it is such an honor to have that kind of seat at the table because someone has allowed you to to be in that position with them that there's enough trust mm-hmm to do that and for me just to be invited to the adventure of what God is up to in the midst of their story because sometimes maybe you've experienced this too that that you can see what God is up to more clearly than the person can see it themselves that ever happened Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) yeah there's something about an outsider's perspective that sometimes is a little bit more detached and sometimes you can see the shape and the form and the shadow and the and the highlights before the other person can start to see it. And sometimes you can help them thread some pieces together. And sometimes you do it by lifting their face. Sometimes you do it by even just reflecting back their very words. And it feels like a new revelation to them. And here it's the very thing God has put within them. But they needed another person to to listen, to be with, to be a physical presence with of, uh, so that those words could come forward and they could be reflected back to them. Right. And sometimes we start with, um, I'll just start with the question, what's most important that we talk about today? Or mm-hmm. what question are you bringing today? Right. And sometimes then in the midst of of listening, you hear them answer the question <laughs> and they don't even recognize there's a connection between the question and what they just said. And when you said reflective listening, it's it's there's a piece of it that, that you're holding all of the you're 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 holding all of the pieces kind of loosely and then you get to see how the puzzle pieces are, are fitting sometimes more readily because the other person is feeling such emotion mm-hmm. or frustration of some sort or something around it that they couldn't make those connections themselves. And to be able to ask a question, do you think there might be a connection between this question you were asking and this statement that you just said? Mm-hmm. And... Those things are um, are gifts that 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 you get to experience in the midst of of it all. So, yeah, to listening is the art of creating space for God to do His work in the heart of another. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, how to me that is so in line with um, with I know who God called me to be and what he, how, he, how he called me to be, I should say. And I don't always do it well. Mm-hmm. Don't always do it well at all. And I probably do it worse. I'm probably the worst at it with, with my family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, that is so true. Yeah. I have a little bit too much of an agenda. <laughs> yes. I have talked to my spiritual director about that very thing. <laughs> Everything I'm called to do, I don't do so well here. Yeah, it's it's a lot harder 
somehow when when the consequences are seemingly um, a lot bigger and higher and you know in the midst of that. So for you all listening in today, I hope this conversation um, might pique your interest in the art of listening and kind of a challenge to how you listen because it's not every day that we use this kind of listening in our lives, but oh my goodness, I think all of us would would do well to have it be (laughs) a more regular part of, of how we are with people. And the art of questions will be another topic that we take on at some point in time. What are the kinds of questions that help um, bring those souls out of hiding and all along the way? So um, there's lots of ways that you can learn more about uh, Listen to My Life at OneLifeMaps.com, but you can learn more about um, being equipped as a facilitator of this kind of a process as well. If if this resonates with you, that, that that this is part of what you want to learn to do in service to other people, um, that's reflected in this quote um, that we've been talking about today, please go to onelifemaps.com and, and click on the Become a Facilitator tab. And uh, there's lots of ways virtually that you can begin to get equipped, lots and lots of uh, resources that we have in our equipping center um, that are available through our um, first-time facilitator membership as well as our facilitator circle membership. And then um, we also have a facilitator certification uh workshop that's coming up um, April 8th, 9th, and a half day on the 10th of 2019. Love to have you join us with all of that. Um, But for now, I just hope that you would also consider the idea that maybe you need to seek out some spiritual friendships, Um, maybe a spiritual director or a coach or a counselor that can listen this way to you, that there might be um, some help in recognizing and responding to God in your story in a way that maybe you haven't uh, experienced before. We've also got virtual classes that come up and uh, um, that we do on a semi-regular basis, so check the website for that. Um, We've got one starting the end of January 2019. We'd love to have you participate in um, where people journey through the Listen to My Life materials together, and we give people the listening guidelines where this is the goal. This is the kind of listening we're talking about. So once again, thank you, Joan. Great to be with you. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. You have a wonderful week and please go recognize and respond to God in your story and get in the flow of what he's doing in the world. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E- L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.